Do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is your life falls into your own cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then will you know how to give yourself to this world so worthy of rescue. Whatever else it is about, this poem, The Clearing, is about cleaning out our spiritual closets. Perhaps it points to that moment when the stack of games we've played on ourselves or on others has fallen on our heads just one too many times. That moment when it's time to take a step back out of the dense forest into a clear space to make an accurate assessment of our discomfort and discontent and disarray when it's time simply to open our hands and wait patiently until we catch the song of our life, that which is most valuable, and the rest can fall away. Perhaps it sounds easy in this short poem, but we know otherwise, do we not? We know that in the dense dense forest of our lives, the clock, the ever-present time slipping away, money or lack of money in our bank accounts, the secret addictions, gadgets, the to-do lists, the quizzes and the cat videos on Facebook, (laughs) Candy Crush, they all, all of those things, time, money, Facebook, they all clamor for our attention, calling us back into the dense forest. And the dense forest, even with its thick underbrush and the branches hitting our face, it's a known quantity, that busyness, that franticness, that running. It's strangely comforting, even when we have this inkling that maybe we should make a clearing and rest in the clearing. And then there's the simple reality that many of us face. If you're a single parent or parents at all, how in the world do you create a clearing, and then rest there when you're changing diapers and shuttling children around and making appointments and making play dates. How in the world? If you're working multiple jobs or in school full-time and working or supporting a family member as a caregiver, how can you even have time to create a clearing? Simply put, no matter who you are, no matter what your circumstances, it is hard work to make a clearing, to let the song of your life fall into your cupped hands. We're talking about spiritual work here. And honestly, that that spiritual work of, of hewing out a clearing and waiting, it's probably as hard as the physical work of actually chopping down trees and pulling out roots and clearing brush and moving rocks. The spiritual practice of clearing a space and waiting is just as hard as that physical labor. But when we take spiritual inventory, when we make and rest in a clearing, whether it's 10 minutes a day or an hour a week or a day in a year, when we ask, who am I? Whose am I? The promise is that we might hear the song that is our lives that will fall into our cupped hands. It's not easy work, as you know.
four years ago, four years ago in the hot, muggy days of August, when these crisp mornings of October seemed light years away, I went to a Franciscan hermitage retreat center called Pachum in Terrace. It means peace on earth, just north of the Twin Cities, about an hour north of the Twin Cities. A hermitage, they explain on their website, is a holy dwelling place, a simple, simple but comfortable prayer cabin that enables those who attend to be more fully attentive to the presence of God, to be fully attentive to the spirit of life, to the song of your life. Now, I had been talking about taking a silent retreat for a a long time, but it was my wife, Juliana, who got me this two-night gift certificate to this retreat center. (laughs) A little nudge from the ones who know us best. (laughs) She knows as much as I care deeply about making those spaces, as much as I understand myself as a religious leader, I also struggle with the work of clearing a space and resting there. So she kind of helped me along. On that visit, as I checked in, I remember reading one of the brochures they had in the welcome area. It said, once free from the fast-paced, noisy, and overscheduled life, the hermit, that was me, I realized, the hermit can more easily be aware of their needs, both personally and in relationships. It becomes possible to listen, truly listen, to one's inner voice and the voice of God, allowing God, or the spirit of life, to become the retreat director. A few minutes after I read that, I met Dawn, a warm and friendly woman who started this hermitage some years ago. She greeted me and explained that in her view, she got right to the point, in her view, this hermitage time mattered because God wanted one-on-one time with me. It's like this, she said. Because I had your reaction, like, I kind of want that. I'm not sure. Do I go into imaginative space? How does this? It's like this, she said. Think of a large party. There's lots of noise, lots of people, lots of loud music. You know, it depends what kind of party you're at, probably. But there's a lot of noise and a lot of people and a lot going on and people bumping into each other and talking across the room and, hey, who are you, what? Like, you can't really figure out how to make a connection. You're just kind of shouting at each other across the space. And so she had this image. She was painting a picture for me. She said, well, imagine that God is right in that space with you, maybe across the room, maybe right next to you, maybe sipping a non-alcoholic beverage, you know, right there. (laughs) Or maybe it's, this is my thought, maybe it's a hard liquor, like being God has got to be hard. I don't think, I'm just playing here with pictures. (laughs) But there are all of these distractions in this big, big party. And she said, God just longs to take you outside to have some alone time with you. I grew up the oldest of five siblings, right? So I immediately could dial into that because I remember the moments, the hours, one hour, two hours, whatever it was during the course of a year that I had with my mom and dad when it was just one-on-one time where we would talk and connect and listen and go deep and really arrive someplace together. We'd have time to show up for one another. So even though I knew Dawn and I had different worldviews, different religious perspectives, in her view, God was Lord and he... 
In my worldview, God was more mysterious, a process, a love, an all-encompassing, transforming love at the heart of the universe. So even though we had these different worldviews, I took seriously what she said to me about God wanting the one-on-one time. The hermitage, this tiny 10-foot by 10-foot cabin, was a clearing of sorts. And the dense forest was my cell phone and the internet and magazines and newspapers and food and the to-do lists, all of these common as dirt distractions in my life and in your life. I was leaving some of them behind and I turned off my cell phone and I put it in the car and locked the car. (laughs) I brought only my journal and a book of poetry into the hermitage. In this little cabin, this hermitage was a jug of water, some fruit, some cheese, some nuts. There was no running water, no toilet. There was a communal uh, bathroom, outhouse thing that was there. During my stay, I walked, I prayed, I sat, I meditated, and finally, in that late August afternoon, the 95-degree heat and humidity became my teacher forcing me to utter stillness. There was no air conditioning in the hermitage. And so I stripped down, wet a washcloth with that jug of water and doused my forehead and arms and legs and then lay still, my arms at my side, waiting patiently in this clearing that was the hermitage. Waiting like this, surrendering in a way, felt vulnerable. I felt exposed spiritually and emotionally. Even the gesture, outstretched, cupped hands, is one of incredible vulnerability, of receptivity. But there was nothing else to do in that August heat except be still and keep my hands cupped. Nothing to do except trust that if I listened, I might hear and then catch the song that was my life. I might hear my note, my musical note, from the great singer of life. This is holy work, making and being in a clearing. Waiting there patiently, asking, who am I? Whose am I? What is my song? That is terrifying, holy work. Before the Buddha reached enlightenment, he was in a clearing, if you will, sitting under the shade of the Bodhi tree, still in this story. He was still facing the arrows and the taunts from the demon of desire named Mara, but he was not distracted. He stayed in the clearing. He let the clay of empty desires fall away and the gold, the song of his life, the song of the universe began to sound through him. Before Jesus really came into the fullness of his radical ministry, he fasted in the desert for 40 days after his baptism, taunted by the devil. And he too slowly let the clay fall away, the things he did not need so that the song of his life, the song of the universe, began to sound through him. In these teaching stories, we learn that Buddha and Jesus did the hard work of waiting until the full song of their lives fell into their hands 
and they recognized and greeted it. And then, and only then, did they know how to give themselves to this world so worthy of rescue, so in need of justice, kindness, love. You all know I'm no Buddha or Jesus. But I can tell you this. After two days in the hermitage, two days of waiting, of being taunted by the cell phone in my car, couldn't I just check it once? Wasn't there something really important for me on that phone? Taunted by the distractions and failures in my life, by the books, I brought a stack of books thinking, at last, I'll have a chance to read these books. I've been wanting to read them for years. I'll just, this will be the time. All of those things taunting me and distracting me, and I let them go. I slowly began to catch the refrain of the song of my life. My life as a minister, a spiritual leader, a father, a partner. And that song is a song of invitation. It's a song of invitation, invitation into spiritual practice, even 10 minutes a day, which can be a kind of clearing. Invitation into playfulness, to not take ourselves so darn seriously in this world. Invitation to join a circle, a space where you can hear your life song. An invitation to explore your racial identity, and if you are white, to really explore and understand what that means. An invitation, the song of my life is an invitation to dream big and to say yes to love's call on your life. Once we truly hear the song that is our life, once we catch it and hold it in our cupped hands, hold it and know it, we catch fire. We glow. Love and courage courses through us, and fear can fade away. We know this. We see this around us. Think of 17-year-old Malala, this Pakistani girl, the youngest recipient ever, the youngest woman ever to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Two years ago, in October, she was shot in the face by the Taliban for her outspoken support for girls and for women in education. She survived. And her loving heart, her clarity about what true Islam is, what God is like, what her life is about, her song, if you will, it sounds from her being. Watch her speak. Watch her talk. She has taken spiritual inventory, and what she knows is that the God of the Taliban is too small, too petty. God, says Malala, is concerned with justice and kindness and education. Education where we learn about differences and engage one another and recognize the diversity and plurality around us. We expand our minds and souls. Malala has heard the song of her life, and her moral courage shines through. She inspires us to take note of our own song. Reminding us that as human beings, we are capable of taking spiritual inventory, letting the clay fall away and the gold shine through. It's what we're here to do in this faith community. It's what we are here to do together. As Bob Dylan sings, I'm going, going, gone. Going out of the dense forest, leaving the dense forest, going out of that thicket into those places where we can pause and breathe and sit in the clearing, sit in the clearing with our hands cupped open, ready to hear and reclaim the song that is our life.
We're going to the clearing. We're going to the clearing. No matter how hard or scary it is, we are going to the clearing, going, going to the clearing to catch our song and then to help build the world that we dream about. To catch our song and build the world we dream about. May it be so. And amen. <laughs>